Hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. <laughs> you hesitated for a while and I was like, is he having an identity crisis? I did. Uh, well, I like I like picked up my drink and I took a drink and I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to say something here. Like I had- <laughs> We're very professional and you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic. We have our theme song backingist, hometown datingist, uh Canadianist, I wish, uh, recap podcast of The Bachelor ever. And I was really, okay, so I'm just going to come out and say it. One of my first notes was like, I feel like I'm already going to hate this episode. Um, now that I, we know so much, it's everything has been ruined because the inevitable is like, you could just, you could see it. Okay. There's, there's no, you just have to embrace the horrible doom that is coming. Have you ever seen the movie Melancholia? Yes, before? I actually love that movie. I've watched that. I don't know why it's soothing to me to watch something <laughs> terrible happen, but it is. World end. So, yeah. I mean, this isn't spoiling anything because it's it's pretty much from the outset. It's like the world is ending. Things are things are bad. But basically, they get to a point where they're just like, you know what? Let's just sit here and watch our doom just sort of of like slowly move towards us. It is inevitable. And that is the point that we are at in this season of The Bachelor. We are waiting for the giant blue ball of light to just overcome us and destroy us. And then we're in slow motion and then there's like people naked and and deer and stuff. That's what I remember from the... I've watched this movie a lot though. Um, (laughs) Okay, so... Well, wait. Okay. I've been trying to stay away from the news because I didn't catch the episode until last night and recap last night. And then today I had to, you know, like do this thing called work. And so uh, I haven't, I'm not up on everything. I do know that Matt James is upset and I haven't, how how caught up are you on the news? Cause I'm woefully behind. I was hoping I would have some time to catch up before we recorded, but I have that. So what I've been doing is, uh, this is a unique season, and we've talked about before on the show how we try to avoid, like, you know. Oh, God. I just read a spoiler. Okay, just go. So... But but when things enter the mainstream press, like I'm not I'm not like logging onto Reality Steve to find things. But you know when it's just like oh Newsweek talked about this, then that's fair game. And what it seems is Matt has released a statement in regards to um, all the uh, racism that's going on. <laughs> yep, all <laughs> the, that uh, stuff. All, all of that, all of it, just the kind of the whole thing. And he actually does. He talks about just just kind of the Bachelor in general, how it's wrestled with this and and how he's dealing with it and, and the Rachel thing. But what it can be taken away from his public apology is it seems as predicted. Uh, and if, if you don't want a, a spoiler, no, which I read it. Oh, are you saying to the audience? the audience to the audience i wouldn't even call this a spoiler because it is so inevitable and so obvious but if you are really just trying to like live your life without spoilers in it just fast forward like 30 seconds anyways matt's apology comes out it seems like as sammy and i have sort of predicted it looks like rachel is going to win which explains all the damage control but also it seems like uh matt has dumped her ass (laughs) 
because okay, of yeah. all the racism that has come out, which I cannot confirm, but it, the, the context clues make it pretty obvious. So, okay. So yeah, right when I just like Googled Matt James, it's like all over the news, but see, that was the thing yesterday, my phone just, okay. These were the stupid Google. Um, these are the things that are showing up on my phone, like via Google news. It was like, um, one person goes home during hometowns and I'm like, and I'm sure it's someone I like and someone I don't want to go home. So that's cool. So that's going to piss me off. And then, and then the other things I saw were like, Matt James is incredibly upset with the, you know, the bachelor and racism and Chris Harrison and da, da, da. And I was like, I bet there's more in this article and I hadn't watched the episode yet. So I was like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about, you know, like I was trying to watch the hometowns with fresh eyes, but then literally when I Google Matt James, it says Matt James and bachelor winner spoiler have reportedly broken up in cosmopolitan. And I mean, yeah, our thought, I, I don't think that this is really a surprise to anybody at this point because we saw the same thing happen with Garrett why would they put all this energy behind pushing you know trying to to resurrect or reconstruct or whatever you know um Mm -hmm. Rachel's image if she wasn't the one who won come on like they wouldn't they just wouldn't put forth that kind of energy and and it's the same kind of thing because, you know, sometimes sometimes we have a villain win, right? And they don't spend any time trying to make them look good. Uh, when Vienna won or when Courtney won, you know, those were like villains. Uh, but they're not. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe Vienna's a bad person. I don't think Courtney's a bad person. You know what I mean? Um, Vienna just uh, has a strange attachment style probably. But like this is different because it's like Garrett because they're getting – a a good edit and Mm -hmm. we know that they're terrible people and we just can't have any nice things and everything is ruined and you know i didn't you know because you and i have been avoiding the news as much as we can we missed all the early stuff in january and now it's like well you can't unsee that now now everything sucks and you hate it but they have been running damage control for that long they don't put that much effort into making someone look good unless they win. They just never would. So that that sucks. And yeah, Reality Steve tweeted, and this is in Cosmopolitan. He's like, not that Matt's statement wasn't pretty clear itself, but I can confirm that Matt and Rachel have broken up. Um, do you want me to, do you want to read the statement? Do you want me to read the statement? If you, if you have it in front of you and you want to read it, that, I that do. would be good. I do have it. So Matt posted, this is on his Instagram, Matt James 919 look it up. Um, it's on his Instagram. It's like, you know, one of those, like, you know, on Twitter, they do like the notes app (laughs) and I guess on Instagram they do it too. So that's what this is. Um, the past few weeks, wait, let me make sure that this is the full post. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's shorter than I thought, honestly. Um, The past few weeks have been some of the most challenging of my life, and while there are several episodes left of the season, it is important that I take the time to address the troubling information that has come to light since we wrapped filming, including the incredibly disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkinell and the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. The reality is that I'm learning about these situations in real time, and it has been devastating and heartbreaking, to put it bluntly. 
Chris's failure to receive and understand the emotional labor that my friend Rachel Lindsay was taking on by graciously and patiently explaining the racist history of the antebellum South, a painful (laughs) history that every American should understand intimately, was troubling and painful to watch. As Black people and allies immediately knew and understood, it was a clear reflection of a much larger issue that the Bachelor franchise has fallen short on addressing adequately for years. This moment has sparked critical conversations and reporting, raised important questions, and resulted in inspiring displays of solidarity from the Bachelor Nation. It has also pushed me to reevaluate and process what my experience on The Bachelor represents, not just for me, but for all the contestants of color, especially the Black contestants of this season and seasons past, and for you, the viewers at home. I will continue to process this experience and you will hear more from me in the end. My greatest prayer is that this is an inflection point that results in real and institutional change for the better. So they were hoping, I mean, this is, this was like the rumor, right? They were hoping that Matt James was just going to like go along with things and be like friendly and not as outspoken as Rachel. And thank God he's not doing that. And I hope he keeps doing this. And this is awesome. This is my conspiracy theory. This is put on put on your your Bachelor Nation QAnon hat. Oh uh, God, no! <laughs> Follow the breadcrumbs. Uh, okay, so what if uh, the Bachelor, the the show, the entity? Uh, what if they were the ones that leaked that he was a Republican, so that people would think that he was just going to go along with this, and it and they were trying to like oh. seed that narrative. Cause I can't, I can't for the life of me believe that. Like I was disappointed for a while, but I just like everything about him. It's like, really, I don't believe it. I don't want to believe it. At least they, it hurts like, my heart. What if they do like the the uh, the the show at the end, like after the final rose or whatever, and he's zooming from his home office, and there's just like Pat Buchanan books or something on the shelf behind. <laughs> Then I'll be like, I'm sad. Um, he's but anyway, Republican. he's a he's a late '90s to early 2000s Republican. Yeah, um, yeah. He's like, he's like, yes, I do agree, though, that Dan Quayle should know how to spell potato. Um, <laughs> that's the only other reference I could pull quickly. Yes. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I like I that. You, that's one of my favorite ones. Uh, but yeah, so I'm really I I haven't read this statement yet, but I've been wanting to. And I, like I said, I was just kind of avoiding it until, and then I thought I was going to, anyway, so you all, this is fun. It's, you know, we're just, we're just doing the same thing that like, you know, Rachel Lindsay does on her podcast, just learning things in real time. It's so Mm -hmm. if professionals do it, (laughs) we can do it too, because we too are professionals. But yeah, I think that's a perfect statement. And okay, my favorite comment is the first one at the top. And it says, how to say you broke up without saying you broke up, (laughs) (laughs) which is just like a beautiful comment. But yeah, good for him. I'm glad he's coming out of it like this. The thing that makes me sad is that Michelle is so great. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? She's so great. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, she's, she's just lovely. We love it her. It was really hard uh, not to... Sk- well, she's the first date, so I guess we're not skipping forward that far. But it was really hard to watch her be like... Like, you could tell she was being very vulnerable and being like, he's the one. And like, this is a big deal for me. And... 
And like, I'm in love. And I mean, it's like, you could see the writing on the wall on the episode last night because he still is only saying love about one person. Yeah. And, yeah. and holding back with everybody else. And I was like, this sucks because, you know, like out of all the hometown dates, I liked Michelle's the most. That was great. Um, I thought it was a really fun way to bring in her her hometown like to have because you could have you could picture her him coming to class if they had done the hometown that way and the kids were awesome and they asked great questions and I love when they were like did you kiss are you gonna have babies is that your boyfriend and I was like I love these kids like they're all good for the parents for like letting them do the show it was cute that they were really sweet and I like that they decorated the stage like her classroom and you can just tell like she put on like, like she kind of always has that teacher vibe because that's just the way she is. But she kind of put it on more, which was really sweet. Like you could see her dynamic with her students and she was really emotional when she saw them and stuff. And I was like, oh, she's uh, so cute. Like, and now that we already know that she's the funniest and obviously she's like a good human being. I'm just like, you were supposed to pick her. What are you? We're all yelling at the TV. Um mm-hmm. But I really, I liked her date the most because it was actually something that would have happened in her hometown and the students were cute and her parents are so sweet. And like Michelle's mom is like the quintessential like Minnesota mom, right? Oh, totally. Very wholesome. Very wholesome. Yeah. She's just like, well, you know how your dad just makes me feel like I'm the only person on the planet. I just want to make sure that there's the same for you, honey. I just want you to tell me, do you think he is the one? Because I know you get hurt. And and her dad was like, you know, well, we're here. That's what we're here for. We're here to protect you and keep you safe. And it doesn't matter how old you are. We're always here for you. We don't want to see you get hurt. And I was just like, <laughs> like your family is so freaking cute and nice. And I'm it was very a nice Midwest. start. Very Midwest. I felt very, there was nothing I could snark on about this entire day. Cause I was like, this is all very cute and cozy and very close to home. And oh, what a nice it family. Like, it, it was like a, a perfect bite of hot dish from a, a Protestant uh, potluck. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Just they incredible. wrap that sweater around you and you, you're at home and you've got mm-hmm. a layer of food to keep you warm in the winter. And yeah, so and then Matt's like, eh, you know, what are you doing? Uh, so that was a great date. I don't have much more to say about Michelle's date than that. Just that I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was nice. It was very wholesome. Very wholesome. Uh, But then again, it's like you can kind of read it in his body language, even though they have cute matching outfits and she's great. He's just like, "Mm, not totally there. Yeah. And (sighs) like, and she is all the way there. And so it's hard. It's hard to watch. And, but listen, you know, I think she should be the bachelorette. If she wants to do it, she would be the perfect one. So that's like the only uh, saving grace, but we'll see. I don't know. Being a teacher, that's like more time out of your schedule. And I feel like she's the kind of person who wouldn't want to give that up. It doesn't seem like she wants to give that up. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. It's like, we got, we got to have Vanessa again, but this time Vanessa was good. Um, what? Uh, so anyway, uh, so Rachel's date, uh, okay. This is, this is important because as you and I have discussed, 
there are two crucial dates for doing well yes. on The Bachelor. Thank There's you. the shopping date. And then there is putting your life in extreme danger, like the, the just the the danger bond that you create by putting your life at risk. Yes. And Rachel gets both. Rachel so. gets both. Well, and here's another reason why this is bullshit. This isn't a hometown date. Do you jump out of planes in your hometown? That's just like a normal thing you do in your hometown? Yeah, it's apparently. However, I will say that knowing what we know about Rachel and watching this episode, it makes it more special because you can be like, Oh, look when she has the, you know, she's, she's floating down. She's, she's literally, she's on cloud nine. She's she, so much excitement about this relationship. Everybody loves Rachel. Rachel loves Matt. Matt loves Rachel. Everything is perfect. And then she eats shit at the end. Just complete thud. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're calling it a metaphor. Uh, yes. Okay, I like that. You know, my my thought was like, oh, what the shit you would do in your hometown is just like too racist. So you had to just jump out of a plane. No, I don't know. They did mock slave auctions, so she decided to go with a you know. She was gonna do an antebellum party, but through the lens of 2020, that just wouldn't have looked good. It doesn't fly these days. Oh my god, I still can't with Chris Harrison. Anyway. We all knew it, but it was just, it was really nice to see that come to the surface. Okay, so, I'll, yeah, all I wrote was LOL karma. Yeah, she eats shit. Yeah, but it did look scary. It did look scary, but you're right. Oh. So, like, so like the Vanessa thing, again, I, I'm not trying to shit on Vanessa. I just know that Vanessa and Rachel Lindsay had beef, and I'm going to side with Rachel Lindsay on literally everything forever, and I always have. So, like, I'm just – if you don't – if she didn't like somebody, they probably sucked. Um, but the Vanessa thing was, like, she did that, that like, zero-gravity plane with Nick – and was like puking next to him. And it was like, I've never felt so close to him because he took care of me. And it's like, yeah, if you do something that puts your life in danger and then you get hurt and then they take care of you, that's always like a big freaking deal. And yeah, she had the shopping date. I'm trying to remember. There's quite a few winners who have had the shopping date, like I said. Um, but yeah, so that was that was interesting. But let's talk about the family. What is with her dad? He's weird. I don't. I don't like looking at him. Which just seems like a strange thing to say, but there's something about him where you look at him and you're like, this guy's trouble. I don't, I don't know what it is. He's I mean, got, it's people have yeah. kind eyes. He has eyes that make me feel strange. I, I really get the vibe. Not that he looks anything like my ex father in law, but like I got the vibe off of him that he's the kind of person who's just ready to tell me that unions are terrible. And that with free health insurance, somebody's got to pay. Like, that's the shit that I feel like is going to come out of his mouth. And I'm not interested. Yeah, like, I just wanted to say, you you can't rob Peter to pay Paul. You have, have you heard that before? And then Matt goes, yes, I read a lot of Pat Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, that's the feeling that I got from him. Like, oh, this is the kind of guy my dad would want to fight. Because my dad wanted to fight my ex-father-in-law when he started talking shit about unions uh so i was like i don't know that's the that's the feeling i get from this guy and he's like you know he's got that um like smug dad oh uh to be young and foolish kind of delivery to everything he says and that drove me nuts because like i yeah i really liked there were some very good dads on this 
I, I love the good dads. Get excited about the good dads. Just the good parents in general. Good family. Good supportive people. There was a fantastic mom on the show. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but, you know, it was like, it was such a, it was such a shift. Like Michelle's parents were very like, we just want to make sure you're safe and protected and we love you and we trust you and we're here for you, whatever you decide. And we'll be here for you if something doesn't go as planned. So we've got you, you know, and it was like very, very sweet. I felt supported on the other side of the TV. Then you get to Rachel's dad and he's just like, well, you know, like this whole thing's bullshit, right? You know, it's just like, yeah. I just wrote that her dad low key sucks. Like I just, yeah, something, something about all of that stuff just felt really strange. And he's just that guy who's going to tell you how the world works. And I'm not interested. I don't want to listen. The world, the way the world works sucks. I don't want to hear your perspective on it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I something about yeah. him. It's just, he, who does he remind me of? Um, oh gosh, who was? So she was she was on The Bachelor. She did reasonably well. Obviously, made it to hometowns, and she was a basketball player. And her dad oh, played yeah. Madison. Ba- Madison, yes, Madison's dad. So yeah, same same vibes as Madison's dad. Where it's just wow. like he's a coach, so I expect him to make me uncomfortable because they're just like intense people. But this guy, I don't know what he does. He probably sells like Buicks or something for a living. And I, I just don't like him. Well, and we know what their family believes and all that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like, we're like viewing it through that lens, which is like, which is like hard. Um, Oh, and then, okay, well, this is a whole question. I don't want to get into this necessarily, but, like, um, people were, like, asking about Rachel's ethnicity and, like, how that maybe played into things. They were, like, asking about her dad. I don't know. I don't know enough to say one thing or another. Yeah, I no clue. (laughs) But they were, I think they were kind of saying, like, you know, um, if that's the case, it's like even worse, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's bad no matter what, but that's, that's interesting. Like I was looking up her dad to see what kind of like, if there was anything about his job or anything. And that's the stuff that people are talking about today. So um, good Lord. Uh, anyway, so I'm not sure about that, but her yeah, her dad is just like he's protective, but like in a dick way. I don't know. <laughs> so, but we also know they're like Trump supporters. So, yep, it's it's. I mean, once you know what you know, it just kind of colors everything, and there's there's no getting back from that. Uh, but even even still, would not be a fave parent on on this episode, regardless. No, like he's, even oh, he's a Georgia based IT professional. Ugh. Yeah, sure. Gross. That's that's what that's what it says. Um, oh, here's his LinkedIn. He's a professional services manager at PTC. Uh, you can just look this up. I'm not doing anything that anyone else <laughs> couldn't do. Um, but yeah, he's an IT professional with over 20 years of product project management, customer management, system implementation, and support experience. How long before this LinkedIn gets taken down? We'll find out. So that's interesting, I guess. I don't know. I don't really care. I I really just, I had a hard time watching this segment. I had a hard time listening to Matt talk about 
he all this was also the only person that he mentioned a blessing. Mm-hmm. That was uh, frustrating, but not surprising. So, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh! Again, it's it's the slow motion train wreck. It's it's watching the world end in front of you. It's just all these signs. You're just like, oh no, please. Um, I, it's I guess it's not the worst, even though it seems like what's happening is inevitable. But I mean, we've. We, Hannah B's season, you're just like, everything left is awful. Choose no one, please. Just screaming at your television, but you just can't win. So, um, yeah, it's uh, just yeah. like, bring back Tyler, you know, give Michelle the redemption she just will deserve. And I just hate everything. So, anyway, so that's the, and also the blessing shit just feels, oh, I was going to ask you this question. How do you feel mm-hmm. about getting a blessing? Because to me, it feels very corny. Uh, but I do know that my ex did ask for it, and and now I think it it's weird and corny. But then I th- probably thought it was cute because you know I don't know I wasn't paying attention. I think I, I mean it, it's sort of uh, what did you do? I, I did, I did. But the oh. reason why I did is not because I thought it was something I needed to do. Because fuck that, and I didn't even think it was something that my my wife now wife cared about or you know, whatever. But I knew that her, her, her family, her father, especially really kind, but super old school, like very Catholic guy. So I knew it would mean a lot to him if I asked. And I obviously like, I, I wanted her family to know that I was like serious about this shit. And my wife and I, we were only, we'd only dated for a year before I proposed. So I knew her family, but I, I wasn't like, I didn't super, super know her family. So it seemed like the right thing to do. And I'm glad that I did it, but also it's, it's kind of an antiquated weird tradition and it doesn't make any sense. But then again, most things that are, you know, most wedding stuff, traditional wedding stuff, you're like, why the fuck do people do this shit? Yeah. Um, most traditions are people, pretty fucked up. Exactly. When people talk about tradition, all tradition is, that's just a code word that means, um, like you're you're like dead people shaming you for things basically <laughs> like, it's that's yeah. it it's like this is shit from a hundred years ago and and that you're just supposed to do it it's, fuck that people who care about that are dead and you only care about it because you think a dead person cared who cares fuck yeah. it. see that's it yeah so not to get too sidetracked but so i love i there are certain traditions i love but there are ones that like i have created like for a lot of years. And then I didn't do it for a few years. And you know that I brought it back this year on new year's day. I make cinnamon rolls and I I really enjoy that tradition. And it was nice to do it again. And it felt very good. Um, I, what else there's like a, well, I celebrate pie day. I get very hardcore about pie day and I've celebrated Mm -hmm. that every year for the past 12 years, maybe 10 or 12 years. So maybe even lot, maybe 14. I feel, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was 18. Oh my God. No, I'm not telling you how old I am. Uh, <laughs> but I've been, I've been celebrating it since, since college. So like a decade and a half, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take that shit very seriously, but it's like things that I have created that I enjoy and then I perpetuate and and a lot of them involve bringing other people in, making food for people, sharing something I love with people. But yeah, when it comes to like, cause I've been thinking, you know, 
okay, well, someday, hopefully, knock on wood, if all goes well, you know, we're going to get married at Kiss Mini Golf. And someone dressed up as Gene Simmons is going to officiate or whatever, or Paul mm-hmm. Stanley, maybe we're still deciding that. Um, do I want to get a blessing or should I like, do I care about that? I don't think I do at this point. I'm already divorced. That ship has sailed, you know? Um, <laughs> but I think it just bugged me extra. Cause it was like, yeah, of course your old corny ass family thinks that that's important. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I would have rather him do that kind of thing to like Serena's mom. And it would have yeah. felt different. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was kind of the way that I felt about it. Anyway, so let's talk about Brie. Okay, so Brie's, I was at first going to be like, Brie's date is also not a hometown. But then she said she likes going off-roading. And then I said, okay, so the only person who broke the rules was Rachel. Not a shocker. Um, This was a thing. Or Oh, I keep saying Serena's mom. Sorry, it was Brie's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie's mom. Uh, not that, Ser- Sorry. <laughs> I like did not take very good notes. Um, <laughs> I kept thinking Serena, but no, Serena didn't. She had a more like traditional setup of folks who came. Brie, yeah. it was literally, it was her mom, her best friend, Brie. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. And then, Brie's best friend is named Brie. Brie. And then literally when they said baby sister, I was thinking like babysitter's club age. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking like literally a baby. Yeah, an actual <laughs> I was, aspect. Like, I was like very surprised. Anyway, so so Bree's mom. Yeah, I would have liked to see him do that with Bree's mom because she was the coolest person, uh, I I think, of the night. And obviously after that, I just blacked out and then was like, oh, maybe it was Serena's mom. Okay, so anyway, so Bree was like, okay, payback for like flipping me over. I'm going to take you off-roading. And I thought that was actually pretty cool. And like, that's not my kind of a thing at all. But I thought it was a good date for them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I was the baby caught me off guard. Uh, her friend was very sweet. It was just, it was nice to see. Like, so Brie came with some vulnerability, right? Like, this isn't like a normal family. Like, what is normal? But, you know, she's insecure yeah. about it. She's like, this isn't a normal family setup. And I'm really sorry that this is who you met, or like, I feel weird about it or whatever. Like, I hope this is enough for you. I feel bad. I can't give you. A normal family oh, or whatever. Marie, you don't have to give me anything. You're perfect the way you are. She's beautiful and lovely and uh, has a family that I remember belongs to her. And uh, <laughs> and Matt was like, listen, my family is like very far from normal. So it's totally cool. And like, it's fine. And what I've learned is like, you know, family is however you find it. And they're perfect for me. And it was like a lovely moment. But yeah, like, her mom was like intense, but in a very loving way. Do you know what I mean? Like she had this really uh, like this huge presence and was like very sure of herself and very mm-hmm. confident. And I feel like that permeated everything they were talking about. And she wasn't like, you know, she was like, I'm not going to hold anything back, but I don't think she was being like a dick to be a dick. Like Rachel's dad. She was just like, here's the deal. You know, like I'm protective. This is important mm-hmm. to me. I want to make sure that this is legit. This is a pretty fast process. You want, but she also gave him and Brie the go ahead of, well, I mean, we know what's going to happen, but whatever. Let's just play pretend. Um, 
you know, she was like, well, if you know, if you have a connection with somebody that can happen really quickly and you could, you could just have that feeling and that's how it works. So I don't think that that's so unreasonable and yeah, that's totally cool. And so I thought that that was nice of her to be like, yeah, that could happen. I don't think that that's a weird thing to happen. Um, So anyway, I don't know. She was my favorite part of the show. I thought she was cool. She was great. And the thing is with Brie is like, I don't think she's really stuck out that much. And part of that is, um, you know, maybe some of her own initial reservations and uh, a lot of other things, the edit she gets, obviously, and uh, just the other contestants towards the end. But yeah, she's she's really lovely. Again, probably not right for this show, but. Uh. Yeah, I mean, well, I think she kind of had um, it's it's kind of set up hard when you're the first one on one because mm-hmm. editing is just not in your favor. Then you're the first one on one that gets highlighted and then they got to go through all the other dates and you're going to kind of fall off, you know, yep, exactly. Um I think, yeah, she's really cool. I don't think it's like, I mean, even if I knew what I know, she's not in the top two, but mm. I did, I mean, cause, well, I'm saying because we know that Matt's got a strong connection with Rachel and Michelle was my favorite. That's the only reason. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah. if he didn't care about, or if I'm talking about who I like the most, I would say Brie and Michelle would be in the top out of the four for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, but we know what this is like, you know, Tuck will use this logic and be like, well, if this wasn't happening and this wasn't happening, then this might be the scenario. And I saw like Bob the drag queen tweet a response to something like that, where it was like, it was like some kind of like, if this and this, like this racism wouldn't exist or what? And he was like, uh, if there was no night, it would just all be day. If there was, you know, he's like, what does that help us? Um, if like, he's a real conditions were completely different then shit wouldn't be the way it is now yeah, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> and i was like point. i was like thank you bob like that is and and that's what i just started doing like if it wasn't if i didn't and i'm like but i do know these things and this is the situation and we're in hell so yeah. so yeah brie has a very strong front runner i don't think she has been given as much yeah airtime or we just don't know as much about her personality. I feel like we've just gotten to know Michelle better. And mm-hmm. so, and also she's a teacher. So I'm like always inclined to, I don't even know what Brie does for a living. I don't know what no, anybody I, else does I, for a living except for Michelle and the top four. Yeah. M- Michelle, teacher, Rachel, I think she does graphic design. Oh and yeah. Then she does graphic Tina design. Does, does she do PR maybe? Is that what she does? Does she? Serena. Something like. Are that. you just thinking it's because it's Serena P, like Serena PR? I'm just kidding. Serena PR, yeah. Uh, no, that agency. <laughs> that's an option for. It's something like it's like consulting or public She's relations. A publicist. Publicist. There you go. See, that's She's the other a publicist. You can be. Um. Yeah, let's find out what Brie does, and then we'll and then we'll know. She was a communications manager, so she kind of had a similar job. Let me see. She's a communications manager at a high profile social media company. So she'll have no trouble. Oh yeah. Cause remember she left her job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But she'll have no problem getting a job afterwards no. if she wants to. 
Yeah, we'll so, hire you if, if you want. Like, well, I mean, it sounds like she me. worked in in the valley for like a very like Silicon Valley for like a very high profile tech company. Oh well, so like I mean, maybe it rhymes rhymes with like Google or something, you know? Oh yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. So I don't think she's like interested. <laughs> but she's obviously going to have no trouble getting a job after this, like at all. As she, you know. She carried herself well. She looks, you know, she looks good on the show. She was one of the sweet people to Sarah. Like mm-hmm. she she got all the redemption, so it won't be an issue. Anyway, so let's talk about Serena's date. Okay, Serena's date was my second favorite date because <laughs> uh, I would like to go on a date where I just eat Canadian food. <laughs> oh, hell like, yeah. No, this is great. Yeah, it was so her date was the closest to like Zach's date where he's like, ah, taxi and we're going to eat bagels. And like, I think that shit's corny, but in a way that I like. And I thought it was cute where she's like, where in Canada am I from? You know, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're going to eat poutine. And I was like, oh, (laughs) like, yeah, I want poutine. So it was it was great because she I mean, she's fun and. She, uh, the, the date was, it was thoughtful and actually connected to who she is as a person, which is awesome. Uh, and then the other thing she does, which I think is good, but she doesn't coddle him at all. Like she, she pushes him, challenges him. Um, and I mean, not in like, like really heavy ways, but just in like, she's not going to be like, oh, like just, you know, worship at his feet because he's the fucking bachelor. She, she is who she is. Uh, but at the same time, you can tell that uh, I don't know. It, th- th- there's there's something missing there, maybe romantically with those two, which is a shame because I think again she's she's pretty cool. I just don't think she's like bachelor. Like this show is not for her. Yeah, yeah, like agreed. Um, she's very cool. I like Serena a lot. Um, she's got a she's got a cool everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really, yeah, I like, she kind of ran the show on the date. I like that. Yeah. She gives them shit. I love, I love a good geography lesson. I like the, how many points does a maple leaf have? And she's like, you're a dumbass. Oh, yes. I love it all. Just do it all. He's like 13. She's like, no, it's 11. You moron. Like, (laughs) yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah read a flag, Dick. Uh, I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> a bunch of them for how long? Like, how? Yeah, know? she's like, they're literally all around the room, and he was like, uh, and she's like, Ugh, what am I going to do with you? And that's when she fell out of love. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so that she knew. I mean, yeah, you could tell it was like that. It was like when her sister was like talking to her, and mm-hmm. her like she like she did that face. I've done this face where it's like, yeah, it's great. Everything's fine. Yeah. He's really nice. And like, but you, there's like a little bit of like horror or emptiness or, you know, mix of both yeah, where it's fun. just like, oh no. Um, like I have, I, I mean, it's a terrible feeling. It sucks. I've dated guys like this where I'm like, you are literally perfect and I am not interested and I don't know what's wrong with me. Like seriously. I mean, I've, I've talked to talk about this. This is okay to talk. When I first started dating, like after my divorce, I like went out with this guy who had his entire life together. We've probably talked about it too. He was mm-hmm. like, I know where I'm going to retire. He was like um, working 
in like a very stable job that was pretty lucrative and he was very passionate about it. It's kind of job that would probably bore the piss out of me, but he like loved it. It made him so fulfilled. And he like, when he would talk about it, his eyes would light up. He was very close to his family. He was a semi-professional football player and looked very good in sweaters. And, and he wanted to just take me to movies and stuff. And he was also thought it was a really good idea to put my old wedding ring in my purse and take it out if any guys at the bar hassled me. So he was just like very secure. Like, you know what I mean? Like he thought he was like, I think that's a good technique. Um, And (laughs) I wasn't interested. And I'm like, I'm still like, what was wrong with me? But I just like, it didn't, something wasn't feeling quite right. I, I just don't think I was ready to like, I wanted yeah. my first few dates to just be like with total messes. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, that was and, someone and that- who had his whole life mapped out. And I was just like, that's too much. And not saying that that's what's happening with her, but it's like, yeah, you can meet someone who's completely great on paper. Like I was just like, yeah, this guy checks like all the boxes, but I'm not there right now. I'm not feeling it and I can't force it. And I, and he, yeah, I, feel, I still feel, I'm sure he's with someone great by now. Um, but sure. I just yeah. feel bad about it sometimes. I'm like, Oh, I was a jerk. Cause I just kind of was like, I don't know how to handle this anyway. No, I, I'm I'm sure he understood too. Cause that's the thing is like, and this is total like Serena P vindication for everything. Uh, Cause I know Matt, when when she eventually comes to the realization shortly after she has this conversation with her sister where she's like this isn't right for me and she she ends up walking away um matt is his reaction is well first he says little oh, geez that stinks like are you fucking 12 years old oh my old? gosh that- i was i forgot about it. he was like oh shucks oh golly like i was like what are you doing you can swear on this show matt no what are you leave it to beaver come on uh but then, but then his thing after that is like, you know, I just, I just wish like she would have told me a few weeks ago. But the thing is, it's like with something like this, obviously Matt is a catch. That's why he's on the show. Obviously, Serena P has some feelings for him, and you have this accelerated timeline where you're like, he's great, we have fun, but you don't know if you're going to get there. And sometimes you, I mean, it's it's not very often I would imagine that people. You know, they start dating and immediately you're like, oh, I'm going to marry this person. But that's what they ask you to do on The Bachelor. So for most people, you got to build up. You got to really get to know someone. There's there's stuff that happens and then you have a moment. You're like, yeah, this is my guy right here. But here it's no accelerated timeline. She wasn't there yet. She didn't know if she was going to get there. And what she did is very mature because maybe she would get there. Maybe it'd be fine. But she doesn't know. And it's not fair to Matt, who's a pretty reasonable, nice dude that everybody seems to like. You can't fuck with him like that. So good on you, Serena P. You walked away. Smart move. And now we have the world's most boring rose ceremony. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, so here, this was something that was really weird, though. It, in terms of editing. And I'm sure you noticed it too. It's like, okay, so you're going to show all the other women dressed up and getting ready to go. And then he opens up Serena's door and she's still like, you know, in, you know, regular casual clothes. And mm-hmm. we're, we're led to believe that this is 
going to turn out a different way. Like, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No- I was like, that's a little lazy, don't you think? Like they could have just not shown the women heading out or they could have shown the women shot earlier. But instead there was like, here's the women all dolled up and Serena just like kicking it in her hotel room, just like probably like watching TV and eating popcorn, you know? And like, I don't know. That was really strange. But I also do appreciate that she didn't have to make the effort and get all dressed up to just go home. So that part I liked, but I was just like, it was just a weird editing thing. I, yeah, I totally respect her for being honest about where she was in the process. And it was like, it was interesting to watch her excitement change throughout the episode. Cause you know, it was like, at the beginning of the date, she was like, oh my God, I can't wait. It's my day with that. Blah, blah, blah. And they were like having a lot of fun together. And I was like, well, this is going very well. So I, and at that point I was like, I don't know who's going home, but I knew someone was going home of their own accord. So I was like, yep. maybe it's Brie. I don't know. And then, and then, yeah, when she started talking to her family, you could see her face. Like it was like, she's smiling with her mouth, but not her eyes. That's what it is. Where she was like, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And her eyes are like, oh, fuck. I don't know, actually. And she and and everybody in her family picked up on it, you know, and oh, they were like, yeah, yeah it's, it's just not it's not how you should. But but also she was saying wasn't now I'm trying to remember it because I feel like every woman had the same or almost every woman had the same story. So now I'm trying to remember if she also talked about this where like she had said that she got burned in a relationship and she was like all in. So she also feels like she's protecting herself. Right. Serena said mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yep. Um, so my, my notes are so sparse. I can't even tell. I've got like 12 bullet points and I was just like, I will remember all of this. Uh, cause I was, uh, cross stitching a dinosaur chicken nugget. Okay. It was really important. So, so she, so yeah, you could, you could just watch it. And it was like, wow, her opinion of the situation went from like, this is going great and I'm going to make it work with Matt to, I don't know what I'm doing here. I think I fucked up and I need to get out of here fast. So it'll be interesting to see on the women tell all next week because you know, they broached that topic. She's on the show and she's going to address it. Um, I wonder if it's going to be like a Tyler situation kind of, although that situation is a little different, but you know, like now that he, uh, broke up with Rachel. I could see because I mean I have a feeling there's something that's gonna go wrong with Michelle. I don't know. I just have this weird feeling based on the clips and things like that that there's gonna be something there that I don't think they're gonna be able to come back from. Like mm-hmm. he might say like I'm re- like I feel like you're all the way in and I'm just not there and that's gonna like really hurt. I, I'm not sure, but because he was really. He did like the the toned down version of what Colton did when Cassie left, right? Because he didn't jump a fence. Instead of doing that stuff, he was just like, oh, golly, shucks, gee whiz, can't believe you're leaving, mm-hmm. Serena. Um, yep. That leaves the door open for that relationship to start. And I could see that mm-hmm. happening and it wouldn't be, you know, the most unrealistic thing. We've seen it with, you know, we saw it with Tyler. We saw it with Colton and Cassie. We saw it with... um Kelly, uh, Pete and Kelly. So that could happen. And maybe she'll, she feels like she made a mistake. So that's my prediction is they start dating and, uh, 
at least the universe balances out a little bit. And then uh, Michelle gets to be the bachelor, but in a strange or bachelorette, but in a strange twist, we have two bachelorette seasons in a row and Katie gets to be one too. Oh, double whammy. I would enjoy that very much. That'd be fun, right? Okay, there we go. That's what I, that's me putting everything out that I want into the universe. And Victoria on Paradise, because it'd be funny. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. And I can't, I can't wait to hear Victoria make all the excuses that she's about to make next week. Holy shit. When she she was like, I was in pain. And I was like, if she's going to start talking, if she has like chronic pain and she's trying to like come at it, like, this is why I acted the way I did. I have a lot of words for her. So I don't know if this is emotional or physical pain, but either way, I'm going to have words, but I might have more specific words depending on what she's talking about. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. <laughs> be great. All right, everyone. We'll see you at the, the women tell all next week. I'm sure it'll be juicy. Uh, we'll, we'll keep abreast of, of the news and, and, and things as they come in. Can't wait to see who's going to replace Chris Harrison. And in the meanwhile, take care of yourselves and others. Be kind, be well, be healthy. And don't do needle drugs. Music works again. Music works again. Music. I know you really works. liked when I sang it, but. Yeah. <laughs>